When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as David Baker is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, and you might know him a little bit better as being a terrific professional poker player as well. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look back as to everything that we've gotten here in Week 16 of the NFL. We're going to turn it forward to Week 17, and typically he's got a thought or two in terms of the futures market, we'll see if he's got anything in terms of a team that he thinks might be able to make the playoffs, win a division, what have you. So we're going to have a little bit of fun there. Unfortunately, we don't have any college basketball for this Monday. A very, very rare time in which we've got two out of three days with no college basketball games. I mean, talk about a sad, sad person right here. That would be myself. But that said, we'll be back at it on Tuesday. Things are going to get ramped up. Gives me a little bit of a reset and... In the meantime, we could take a look at just what we've all got in the futures market. And this year is a very unique one in college basketball. I know that I've had a lot of people talking to me about just how we've seen a lot of parity, how we've seen just a lot of strange dysfunction in general with a lot of teams. And if you've been the victim of some meltdowns in college basketball games, oh, trust me, you've got company from the gentleman that is talking into the mic right now. So you can have those. Christmas Day, shall we say, reflections and know that someone is right there with you. But in terms of the futures market in college basketball, this is unlike something that we've seen in quite a few years. We've seen this, I mean, in the past, but we haven't seen it in quite a while because I still remember the Zion Williamson year. It was Duke who was that clear number one team. Heck, even for a lesser extent, 
It's not like Gonzaga was like a very demonstrative number one team, but you can tell that they were a very clear number one. They were much shorter price than what we're seeing right now in terms of our top team. Houston is right now at the top of the odds board. They're at 7-1. to one. From there, it is a pretty steep fall to number two at UConn at 12-1, to one, which I don't think the gap is that big. There's just, in my opinion, not a lot of value in taking Houston at 7-1 to one because I mean, UConn, in my opinion, is right now the best team in all of college basketball. They're currently sitting there at 12-1. to one. From there, you've got UCLA 14-1. to one. Got a lot of teams at 16 to 1. As a matter of fact, you've got five different teams there Purdue, Arizona, Baylor, Kentucky, and Kansas. And then you have a 18 to 1 shot in Tennessee at 20 to 1 in terms of Alabama, Arkansas, Duke, Texas, Gonzaga. And then you've got Virginia at 22 to 1. And then from there, things really spiral out of control. And when it comes to this time in the college basketball season, a lot of these teams. They played a few conference games. They've been able to get a little bit of smattering, and you've got a couple more non-conference games that are going to be happening the next few days, but really, now we're starting to get into conference play. I do think that now is the time where you want to find a team that perhaps starts like 0-2, 1-1 in conference play. They maybe drop a game that they shouldn't, and then you dive in from there. Now, it's always tough to be able to gauge this. You want to be taking a look at schedules like, for instance, Kentucky is currently sitting there at 16-1. to If you think that there's a high likelihood that they lose to Missouri on Wednesday, a team that is riding high coming off of a nice win against Illinois, if you think that they pose some matchup issues, maybe you wait for Kentucky to lose a game or two. Then you're probably going to be able to get them more around 20, 22 to 1, and that's your buy point right there. If you don't think that that's going to happen, you probably want to be looking at a team a little bit further down the odds board. The teams that... If you're looking to buy, you probably buy right now is for one, perhaps a team that has a favorable start to be able to begin conference play. They're going to be finding themselves as quite sizable favorites and things of this nature. Like, for example, the ACC is actually a really good case of this. I don't know offhand the exact schedule of Virginia, but let's say that Virginia has like Boston College and Louisville and Georgia Tech as their next three games. You'd probably want to be diving in right now at the 22 to 1, unless if you have all heck break loose, you're probably going to be able to get them to 3 and 0. And then from there, the odds are going to be just getting a little bit higher in general. And it's a little bit of a chess game when it comes to the college basketball futures right now. I am not someone that personally plays a lot of futures. If you were to take a look at my college basketball futures portfolio, it would be completely blank because. I am a very big believer in terms of college basketball that there isn't as much with regards to futures unless if you're a hedge guy. If you're someone that you love to be able to hedge, now is actually a very good time to be able to jump in. I remember one of my good friends, Aaron Kessler. He does absolutely terrific work. He was able to dive in on Texas Tech, 250 to 1. They very nearly won the title against Virginia. Got a lot of hedging options there and able to make a lot of money that way by by being able to take a lot of long shots that you think, you know what, they've got a shot to be able to make the second week of the tournament. Once you make the second week of the tournament, from there, you've got yourself an opportunity just because I do think that with college basketball, the old saying that you hear in boxing, matchups make fights, that really is the biggest thing in college basketball. In fact, we're able to go back to last year. Last year, at no point during the season did I have Kansas as my power-ranked number one team. But guess who I filled out my bracket with with winning the whole thing? Kansas. And the reason why? Matchups. They had a very, very favorable draw, and that's what makes it so difficult with being able to gauge college basketball futures, and that's why I do stay away from the top teams in a lot of instances. It's why 
a team like Houston at 7-1, there's just not a lot of value with them. Now, should Houston be able to get through and I mean, the number that you're probably going to be seeing in terms of the NCAA tournament, is it going to be a little bit diminished? Yeah, but being able to get in at 7-1 right now when it's going to be more like 6-5-1 to to when it comes time for the NCAA tournament, but you don't know the draw, there isn't necessarily a lot of value because if Houston gets locked up in a seeding where, let's just say, that Purdue loses a few games in the Big Ten, because as we know, the Big Ten, it is rambunctious. It is just a war of attrition. And Purdue is that number two seed in their pod. And then they get a number three seed of Kentucky. We're just throwing out names here. We don't know what is going to be the draw. This is still multiple months away. But I mean, let's just say that happens where you've got a one seed of Houston, a two seed of Purdue, and a three seed of Kentucky. I mean, good luck right there. You're probably going to be able to make more money just doing a money line rollover on Houston to win all six of those games if that's the road that they have to go through then locking up your money right now, having to hope and pray that Houston wins out in terms of the American regular season and that they still get a good draw from there. You've got a lot of unknown factors that you don't have in terms of the NFL. The reason why it's easier to be able to dive in on something like an NFL future, heck, a Major League Baseball future, is there's just fewer teams. There's less variance in terms of the opponent that a team in Major League Baseball is going to be facing off with because if you're diving in on MLB futures midseason, you know that the Kansas City Royals, the, let's see here, the Baltimore Orioles actually had a chance to be able to make the playoffs. They used to be one of my favorite ones, so shout out to the Baltimore Orioles for being able to improve this season. And I do think that they have a nice future moving forward, but, oh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, that's a good one. You know that they're not going to be there for the playoffs, so you've got a very finite amount of matchups they're going to be having in terms of the Major League Baseball playoffs. In terms of the NFL, if you're looking to dive in right now, you know what? You pretty much know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and or whoever is going to win the South, they are going to be that four seed. So you got the 49ers right now. They're most likely going to be a three seed. The Vikings, depending upon how they play against the Green Bay Packers, they might be a two seed. They might be a three seed, but you're narrowed down to a few matchups. In college basketball, it's like trying to throw darts at a dartboard right now because Houston, if they continue to win out, they're going to be a one seed, but Who's going to be an 8th seed or a nine seed that they're going to be facing off with in the round of 32? Who could be that 4th seed, that number 5 seed, what have you, that they face off in the Sweet 16? You really just do not know. You've got so much more variance and you've got so many more options than any other sport. It's a big reason why I do stray away a little bit more when it comes to the college basketball futures. But what I do think is very interesting to take a look at right now is a team like perhaps a Gonzaga because with Gonzaga, now you're finding them at 20 to one. If you think that they're going to be able to win out in the West coast conference, then I'd be a little bit skeptical about that. We saw them lose to St. Mary's during the regular season last year and St. Mary's recognize that they've lost a game or two already this season, but they've got a whale of team themselves. Then you probably have a little bit of value right now because if Gonzaga just runs the table, they continue to win all those games. They shrink down to say, 12 to 1 when it comes to the NCAA tournament and they make the second weekend. You know what? Now you've already got some hedging options. You're able to take a look on that front. So now with the NCAA tournament futures, I would say taking a look at teams that are a little bit further down the board and or teams that have stability are the way that you want to be able to look. Like if you think that there is some potential with Marquette 880 to 1, those are very good looks right now. If you think, for instance, that Michigan is going to be able to get things together, them at 150 to 1, 
that's good value because if you acquire a bunch of these tickets in terms of teams that are able to make the Sweet 16, in terms of teams that heck, they're just able to win a game or two in the NCAA tournament, now you're able to put yourself in some very good hedging spots. Meanwhile, if you're trying to take all of your marbles into just one basket with like UConn, UCLA, you have one or two bad injuries, you get one bad draw for one of these teams, then all of a sudden you're sunk as well. So it does leave it to just a lot of how you want to play it because typically with regards to the NCAA tournament, yeah, typically it is a one or a two seed and is able to win the tournament unless we get something crazy like we saw in 2014 with UConn. But at the same time, just being able to give yourself various options, various ways to be able to get to the window, that is something that you do want to do because while we've been seeing those one and two seeds winning the NCAA tournament so many times, what we've been noticing in recent years as well, an eight seed making the national championship in North Carolina, a few 11 seeds being able to make the final four. Heck, we saw a 12 seed in Oregon State a little bit over a year and a half ago be able to make the elite eight as well. So you're able to put yourself in good positions. It's all about do you want to be sort of in hedge mode or do you think, all right, this is a team that I think is a stone cold block to be able to get into the final four regardless of their matchup. And typically you're not able to do that, especially with there, in my opinion, being no one clear team in college basketball right now. I would personally be giving that moniker to UConn, but we've got a long ways to go until then, and we don't have a long ways to go until this. Coming up next, we're going to be recapping Week 16 of the NFL with David Baker. He's the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. That is coming up in right around three to three and a half minutes next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and gear up because it is college bowl season. Log into Bet Rivers every single day and you'll receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create a perfect college game day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, a man that does a terrific job as a professional poker player as well. And David, hope you had a great holiday weekend. Thank you so much for joining me. I did, and uh, happy holidays to you and uh, all the viewers out there. Absolutely. Thank you, David. And let's first talk about what I thought was really the biggest game from Sunday, and that was the Packers versus the Dolphins. Certainly, we had some playoff implications in terms of the Buccaneers game, which we'll dive into a little bit later. But how surprised were you that the Dolphins weren't able to close this out? I'm someone that I backed the Dolphins in this one, went against my home state Green Bay Packers. Things were looking very good. And Tua, when they needed him most, he came up small. Yeah, this was a game that um, I really thought that I was going to like the Packers going into it. And um, I I really have not believed in this Dolphins team the whole season. Um, But as the game started to get a little closer, I I kind of flipped and and thought maybe we were just being a little recency biased with the Packers. And and I'm not really sure that they had addressed all their flaws from earlier in the season. And maybe we were banking too much on a couple of wins versus lowly Bears and Rams. And the Dolphins, it kind of showed us something in Buffalo. But this Dolphins team is just, they're just mediocre. I mean, Tua is a very mediocre quarterback. And as as much as I think Mike McDonald is going to, McDaniel is going to be a a terrific coach, he still situationally makes a lot of mistakes. So um, I, I really am not, I guess, that surprised with the fact that you have this veteran-laden Packers team, a quarterback and a coach that's been there before, kind of taking it to uh, the relatively inexperienced Dolphins. Um, I was on the Dolphins, but in hindsight, I think that was a, probably a pretty poor play, and uh, I think the Dolphins still have a lot of room to grow. Oh, I totally agree with you. I was right there with you on the Miami Dolphins. I was thinking, and all at the Packers – They beat up on the Bears. They beat up on the Rams. Now they're going to be having to go down to Miami where Tua has played so well this year. And, well, 
No, it did not come up any sort of diamonds for me on Christmas Day. And I do think that that leads into a little bit more of a point as well. Though they did not cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were able to have a double-digit comeback against the Arizona Cardinals to round out Sunday night. How much more of a premium should we be putting on these quarterbacks to be able to lead these drives? And it, it, perhaps should we be looking at that in-game a little bit more? Because that's something that I just leave myself thinking after we watch on Christmas Day. Aaron Rodgers staged a nice second-half comeback for the Packers and Tom Brady once again do it in the final few minutes for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, we're in this analytical age where everybody just wants to look at, um, you know, uh, EPA and and all these uh, advanced stats, and this is the way to break down the teams. But there's no real way to quantify the ability to find ways to win games. And I think it's, you know, one of the reasons why the Vikings have been completely disrespected by the market and, um, you know, why little by, by teams that are led by Brady and Rodgers and, you know, to some extent Dak and, and some of these quarterbacks that have been around the, around the block, um, you know, they get a little bump because they, they do find ways to win and winning is, uh, a very hard thing to quantify. We want to just put it all in the luck and variance category, which there is a lot of luck and variance in football, but at the end of it, winning is still a skill. And, and is it the be all end all as to uh, how you're going to handicap is that, you know, these teams have pulled out or these quarterbacks have pulled out uh, impressive victories, not necessarily, but I don't think it's something you just want to completely dismiss and always just lend it to uh, it was variance or something like that. I mean, the the Bucks are terrible. They're they're a terribly coached team. They have horrible offensive line. Brady is atrocious. The running game is abysmal. Um, but yet they find ways to pull out some of these games, and and you can't just completely dismiss that. Um, that being said, I can't wait to fade them in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a very popular pick if they somehow get to the playoffs, which I'm not even writing off uh, this Carolina team next week to go into Tampa and beat them. Uh, this Tampa Bay team is just not very good. And they're going to face teams in the playoffs that aren't the Arizona Cardinals and the New Orleans Saints. And those teams are just going to put distance between them. And and Brady's not going to have a chance to come back because, quite frankly, this Bucks team is just terrible. And you mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and whether or not they're going to make the playoffs, they absolutely, in my opinion, need to win their next game against the Carolina Panthers. And out of all the teams that we saw this week that I didn't necessarily have the world's highest opinion of, the team in which they either improved slash disimproved the most for me was the Carolina Panthers. Being able to get a multi-touchdown win against the Detroit Lions, that really said something to me. They've now won three of their last four games. I don't know how much true talent they've got, but... The way that this Panthers team has been rolling, it's been relatively impressive considering they sold at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, this this uh, Carolina Panthers team was was completely left for dead when they fired Matt Rule and traded McCaffrey. Um, basically just cut Robbie Anderson. I mean, I know they got a, a pick for him, but um, basically they just gave up and, and it really looked like they were uh, positioning themselves to get uh, a top couple pick and get one of these uh, elite quarterbacks coming out. But, you know, credit to, you know, Steve Wilkes. He's done a great job getting this team ready. The defense is hard-nosed. They run the ball. They have a nice three-headed uh, attack at running back. 
Sam Darnold is a quality NFL quarterback. Look, I mean, here, here that's, this is the kind of the thing. Sam Darnold's been uh, written off for dead, um, and Tua was getting MVP hype. You switch those two teams, you switch those two players, and I think Sam Darnold would be in the conversation for MVP and Tua would be left for dead. I mean, I don't really even think there's that big of a difference between what Carolina's rolling out a quarterback and, and what uh, Miami is. I'm really surprised that it took this long to get to get Sam back in the saddle and uh, he's doing a good job managing that team. And I, I you know, as far as uh, guys down the line that, that you can add to your team and kind of uh, build around, it wouldn't surprise me if Sam Darnold gets a real shot next year. I always liked him and, and felt like he really needed, uh, you know, a little better supporting cast and a little better coaching before, um, just being thrown on the scrap heap like a lot of these other quarterbacks that haven't succeeded. And I, I haven't seen the opening line, but um, I'm going to think that Tampa's probably going to be getting a little bit too much respect in this game against Carolina, and I'm probably going to be looking for Carolina. I'm hoping it's uh, – I think it's probably going to open. My guess would be around between five and six, five and a half, I would guess. Oh, I've already got it. It's anywhere between six and a half, and I'm seeing a straight seven out there as well. And I think that we're on the same page here. You absolutely can't lay seven points right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Heck, I'd be hesitant laying three with them with the way that they've been playing at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, they had everything in front of them today. I know it wasn't a do-or-die game against Arizona, but this Arizona team went into Denver last week and got its doors blown off. This Denver team that went to L.A. and gave up 50 points to Baker Mayfield, Cam Akers, Tyler Higby, Brian Powell, Tutu Atwell. I mean, come on. No Aaron Donald, no offensive line. And they lost They lost by 40 points. They blew the doors off of this Arizona team. This Arizona team had Trace McSorley, who probably is would be an average to below average great, uh, uh, CFL quarterback. He, he's, he's destined for the XFL. And they had they had them dead to rights. I mean, this Tampa Bay team cannot be laying uh, a touchdown against Carolina. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I will definitely be on Carolina. And if you're getting seven right now, I would say that this would be a good time to jump on it because I don't think I'm going to be alone in this. And I would not be surprised if that line gets down, you know, in the four and a half range by kickoff. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I do not think at all that – we should be seeing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as this big of a favorite. I do recognize that maybe you have a little bit of a lack of talent with regards to the Carolina Panthers, but, I mean, man, this is just something that has gotten a little bit too lofty as well, and we've been talking quite a bit about the Sunday games. On the flip side, we are certainly going to be hitting upon the Saturday games as well because something that I haven't really been talking about much here on the show, and I'm going to get the thoughts of David Baker, who is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, is just what we all saw from the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, because we've been talking quite a bit about how with some of these quarterbacks, maybe there isn't such a big differential between the two of them. I do think that with what we saw in Dallas on Saturday, perhaps we should be giving a little bit more love to Jalen Hurts and he was already getting his flowers to start out with. So we're going to be talking about that with David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and professional poker player next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa Esports. Hoops P.
himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college bowl season is here, and VSIN, as you covered, we got picks on the spread and total for every single bowl game. Head on over to VSIN.com and check out all of our bowl betting coverage. And while you're there, now is a great time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. For just $79 and you get access to everything that we do now through the big dance, visit vsin.com slash subscribe for all that. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion David Baker. And David, let's talk about what we saw on Saturday. We let off quite a bit with everything that we saw on Sunday, but I mean, really a big takeaway for me was that Eagles versus Cowboys game. And the Cowboys, they were... Trailing throughout, they were looking a little bit shaky. They had the Dak Prescott interception early on, but they were able to shake it all off. They get the win. They get the cover, being able to win by six points. What were your overall takeaways? Because really the biggest takeaway I had from this game is that, yes, there is indeed a big drop-off from Gardner Minshew to Jalen Hurts. Oh, my biggest takeaway was that I ran really bad to lose Philadelphia plus four in that game. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I will say that, I mean, you can really look at this game uh, either direction. You can look at it half glass full, half glass empty. I mean, if you want to nitpick the Eagles, you can say that, you know, again, their defense is getting gashed. Uh, this unit that we thought was really. Um, elite, uh, especially against the pass, just uh, gave gave up heaps of yards to uh, to CD and Dak, and uh, couldn't stop when they needed to near the end. Um, Darius Slay had uh, probably one of his worst games as a pro. I mean, he he committed some egregious plays out there. Um, half half full. I mean the. The Eagles put up 34 points on Dallas on the road with Gardner Minshew and had four turnovers. So um, on the other side of it, uh, I mean, I think this Eagles team is is still fine. Uh, Minshew is, you know, he almost uh, led them to a win against, you know, a top seven or eight team in the NFL on the road. Um, so, I mean, the future is kind of bright for the Eagles. Um Obviously, they if they could have finished that off, they could have been a little more uh, careful with Hertz. Um, I'm not sure what his prognosis is for this week, but they've got to win one of these last two games at home versus the Saints or the Giants. My guess is, I mean, they're going to try to finish it off this week and then give him two weeks off, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the I thought they both had some positives that can't, to pull out of that game and also some. Uh, cause for concerns but I mean these two teams are going to be in the thick of it at the end I expect to see both these teams in the final four in the NFC yeah but I do think that really in terms of Saturday as well we saw a lot of teams that had some positives and some negatives with them just like you're talking about the Eagles I will say a little bit more about the Cincinnati Bengals as well though I'm not going to get too bent out of shape out of the second half that we saw from the Bengals Bengals now 11 and 2 in their last 13 games they win and Thanks to a missed extra point. If you took the three, or if you laid the three, you were able to get the cover on the Cincinnati Bengals. But what were your overall thoughts in watching this game? Because Jacoby Myers, the man that yeah, the old lateral play that we saw last week out here in lovely Las Vegas, he was the man that came up with a tip touchdown. And 
being on the Bengals in that game, I thought, man, this one's going to be going against me in pretty heartbreaking fashion. But fortunately, it did not. But I thought it was a really fascinating game. We certainly saw some warts from the Bengals. But by and large, still really like what I'm seeing from this team. Yeah, I mean, this Bengals uh, team, I've continued to pound week after week. And uh, it was my my best play of the week. This week, they were up 22 nothing, had the ball at the Patriots 40 yard line had completely dominated the game. And then, you know, Burrow threw an inexplicable pick six. Then you had the Hail Mary that, you know, fell into the arms um, of the Patriots. And next thing you know, they're sweating out, um, you know, a game at the five yard line with a chance to cover and win the game outright. Um, so on one side, I kind of felt a little unlucky, but also very lucky there the way that the, all the things kind of fell in the Patriots lap um, to get the cover. I do think this Bengals team is definitely one of the top five teams in the NFL. And right now they might be playing the best football. Um, very excited to watch this game. I mean, I, I think the Bills and the Bengals are, they might be my two favorite teams in the NFL right now. So um excited to watch this game on Monday. Uh, I think this is going to be a one possession game. And, uh, you know, I love both these quarterbacks. I love the skill position players. I mean, um, this is just going to be a great football game. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati has everything right laid out in front of them. If they beat the Bills they and the Ravens, they have at least the two seed. And then um, there's a chance that the Chiefs lose and they could get the one seed in the bye, which is a pretty amazing accomplishment considering where the Bengals were um, and what we kind of thought of them on Halloween night when the Browns just uh, destroyed them. And we really do have a big three out in the AFC. We're talking about the Bills and the Bengals right now. Very fair to throw in there the Chiefs as well. And all three looked relatively solid over the weekend. The Bills, they completely take it to the Bears. The Chiefs, they were able to get a very rare cover as a more than a touchdown favorite against the Seattle Seahawks, which, man, things have really gone off the rails with the Seattle Seahawks as well. But how do you take a look at these top three teams in the AFC? Because I just take a look at it. I think there's very little separating them. And I think the biggest key is perhaps experience here because I still give a little bit of a default edge to the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes has been in the AFC title game time and time again and has been in those spots. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're splitting hairs when you're talking about these three teams. That's why uh, this race for the home field advantage the last couple of weeks is really, um, really important. I mean, the one seed is is super important. I mean, whoever gets the one seed is probably going to dodge the other two and then probably have a they're going to have a bye and then a home game versus most likely, um, you know, the Jags or the Chargers or the Dolphins. So. Um, or the Ravens. And, you know, I think any one of these three teams is going to be a significant favorite against whoever that is. And the other two are going to have to play each other in the two, three seed game. Um, so it's very important to get the one seed, whoever gets the one seed, I would definitely install as a, as a reasonable favorite. Cause I think that two, three games just going to be a coin flip game anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I experience. Yeah. But I mean, Burrow led him to the Super Bowl last year, Josh Allen, you know, had, the game of a lifetime and I'm going to, I mean, he essentially led him to a win against the chiefs. I mean, it's not his fault that, you know, they didn't squib kick it. And with 13 seconds left, Mahomes, you know, got that, got him into field goal position. I mean, Allen did everything that was asked to him. So 
I'm not really going to buy too much into the experience. All three of these teams have been deep in the playoffs, and um, I'm excited to watch this uh, AFC playoffs for sure. Um, and I'm excited to see what what we're going to get out of. I think I think the Jags and the Chargers are are two teams that are really trending upward. Um, they're not in the category of these three, but look in today's NFL, I mean you you have upsets weekly, and you have uh, mediocre teams and good teams taking these great teams to to the brink every week. So. Um, there are no walkovers, really. I mean, we it's easy for us to sit here and say that these three teams are going to be there, the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Niners are going to be there. But at the end of the day, I mean, all these, these teams that are going to make the playoffs are decent teams, and there is no just completely dominant team. And, and it wouldn't – we're going to see some upsets, and there's going to be a team that's going to surprise, like last year's Bengals. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be the Chargers or the Vikings or the Giants or who it's going to be, but there is going to be a surprise team that that finds its way into the Final Four and maybe even, you know, the Super Bowl. And I'm so glad that you bring up the Jags as well because I do think that they're getting that spot in the AFC South. It looks like they're going to be without, for the Tennessee Titans, without Ryan Tannehill for the rest of the year. And for the Jags, I feel like the light has finally come on for Trevor Lawrence, he was dealing with a complete buffoon as a coach in season number one. And I feel like this is just one of those Jags teams that they're a young team and sort of like the Bengals did last year, not to say that they're going to have the same run that the Bengals did, but you're sort of seeing that same trajectory with Trevor Lawrence ascending as a quarterback. I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I think the Jags are uh, really proving themselves to be um Good team. I mean, uh, in the NFC, you know, we're just kind of writing off the South winner, whether it's Tampa or Carolina or even long shot Saints. But, um, you know, I don't think any of those teams can make any noise. This Jaguar team can can make some noise. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, to me, is, uh, you know, proving himself to be worthy of that number one pick. Um, I, I think at this point, he's a top maybe five or six quarterback in the league. Um, and getting up into that point where we want to have serious discussions about them uh, and their future. Uh, I think a lot of us made fun of the wide receiver signings of Kirk and Zay Jones for a lot of money, but uh, those guys have balled out and uh, Trevor's doing the job. And as we found out with quarterbacks, he needs some sort of receivers around them and Trevor Lawrence is making the most out of them. And I know that David Baker, 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, mentioned the Chargers, and we will bring them up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook has you covered every single game day when it comes to this college bowl season. Log into Bet Rivers and you'll receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest lines, odds, and boosts to be able to create the perfect college football game day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and a man that makes his living playing professional poker. And David, I think that the Chargers are a very fascinating team. We were mentioning them as we were talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and how they could be a little bit frisky in the playoffs as well. And as we know, for the Chargers, they're going to be playing in Monday Night Football, being a four-point favorite on the road against the Colts. And next week, they get the Rams, which... They lose to the Rams. That would not be too terrific. I think that that could be a very nice sell-high spot on the Rams because, well, their stock should be ascending a little bit after scoring 51 points, even though it was against the Broncos. But how do you see this Chargers team and just if there might be a spot to be able to back them, whether it be on Monday Night Football against the Rams or perhaps in both spots? I, I've been a Chargers supporter all year. Uh, I've kind of uh, weathered the storm and um, now we're on the other side. And I think this Chargers team is getting healthy. They're finding themselves. And uh, this line tomorrow doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Four points. The, the Colts are a bottom feeder team as far as I'm concerned. And they had a couple spirited games of late. But this team's just not very talented. And now they have Nick Foles. Is he even an NFL quarterback anymore? Um, I mean, they had Matt Ryan who couldn't do much. They pulled him for Sam Ellinger, who was pretty obvious that he was not an NFL ready. He's not NFL ready. Then they went back to Matt Ryan after basically saying he was done for the year, uh, starting for them instead of Nick Foles. And now they're going to Nick Foles. Um, I just have to question, you know, why have they not, had they not gone to him earlier if he's at all capable. And I just have to think that he's probably not um, John, no Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and now 
this Chargers team with its full complement of receivers. Uh, maybe the best quarterback in the NFL gets another primetime slot, um, at least a top three quarterback, top three or four quarterback in the league. And um, I think this team's kind of finding itself, and I'm 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 ready to pile in on the Chargers both tomorrow and uh, and against the Rams. I do not trust the Rams. I do not like the Rams. I do not. Uh, today was a nothing game as far as I'm concerned. This was a more an indictment on the on the Broncos than the Rams. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the Broncos obviously either hate Russell Wilson hate Hackett or hate both of them. And they kind of lay down on this, in this game. I've never seen a team quit as bad as this team did. So I'm not going to take anything positive out of this from the Rams uh, side of it. And I'll be ready to back the chargers this week and I'll be ready to back them next week. And uh, if they're getting uh, a touchdown in the playoff games against uh, one of these big teams, uh, I'm, I might even look to back them then. So uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of this chargers team. So I'm uh I'm I'm on I'm fully on this bandwagon. And when it comes to the Denver Broncos, they have to go on the road to play against the Chiefs. And you just mentioned it. It was one of the saddest efforts I've really seen in the history of football. I think that all NFL fans deserve the gift that they got. Them getting slimed on national television and a bunch of children laughing for three hours and Patrick Starr making cooking jokes at Russell Wilson. That was absolutely tremendous right there. So I was very much a fan of that, but I do think that it's interesting taking a look at the Broncos now being between 12 and 12 and a half point underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs because I'd be willing to lay that number right now. I don't know if we're going to get Nathaniel Hackett still on the sidelines because I understand you don't want to be firing a guy on Christmas night that's just not in the holiday spirit, but this guy has to go in my opinion. And I know that we're asking the question, is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it Russell Wilson? I think that the answer is it's really just both, and it leads to a very, very toxic dynamic and feels like nobody's responding well to it at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to lay the points, but I'm definitely not going to take the points. I do not trust this team. I didn't trust this team. I haven't trusted this team. And then all of a sudden, they gave me a reason to, you know, to back them against uh, this Rams team, and it bit me in the butt, and uh, that's not going to happen again. The Chiefs are still playing for a lot, uh, playing for that number one seed, and uh, they're not going to know the results of that Bills-Bengals game before they play. So, I mean, they have to go out there and play and hope that the Bengals beat the Bills, and then they'll be in possession of the, the one seed. So, um, yeah, I have I have no interest in backing the Broncos. As far as I'm concerned, there's not a quarterback uh, that I would rather have less right now than Russell Wilson. I would, if I was, if the Jets called me tomorrow and said, I'll trade you Zach Wilson for Russell Wilson, he's on a plane out. I mean, I think Russell Wilson is, is dust. So, um, yeah, I probably won't watch a whole heck of a lot of that football game on Sunday. There's a lot more intriguing games. Yep. That is going to be January 1st. There's going to be bowl games on. I'm sure that Insert your streaming services here is going to have a nice video. I guess you could call it marathon. That's much better to watch rather than watching the Denver Broncos. Unless if we're able to get Nickelodeon slamming on them all over again, then I might be a little bit more willing to watch that. This game might not necessarily be the most savory of them, but it has a lot of playoff implications. It is the Ravens and the Steelers. Ravens are going to be making the playoffs somehow, some way. They're not out of it in terms of the division as well. And for Pittsburgh, a very inspired effort against the Raiders. They were able to get the job done late, 13-10, to 10, the same score that we saw 
in that immaculate reception game 50 years ago. What do you make out of the Ravens being a four-point favorite right now? Because I take a look at the Ravens, and I just don't know what we're going to be able to get out of Lamar Jackson. He was supposed to play this last week, didn't. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play, but I think the bigger question in this game is, will Lamar Jackson be at 100%? And from all indications and from everything that we saw even prior to him sustaining this most recent injury, I think the answer is no. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether Lamar's playing or not, but uh, it doesn't really have a whole lot of effect on on me with this game. I'm going to be backing the Steelers in this one. I like what the Steelers have looked like uh, the last month, month and a half, especially while Pickett's been in there. Um, it took them till the end to get the job done versus the Raiders. They weren't all that impressive, but uh, that game had a lot of weather and it wasn't the best of conditions. Um, and this Steelers team has, has faced Lamar a bunch. I mean, I think Lamar is really at his most dangerous when, you know, teams are not as prepared for a player like Lamar. Uh, but since they've lost their receivers, uh, I don't really, I'm not real fearful of this Ravens offense. And it's very hard for them to cover numbers. And I expect this to be a low scoring, hard fought defensive game. Uh, I'll be looking to take the the three to four points. And if Lamar plays, it might even get north of four. So um, I'm excited about this game being flexed and uh, I will, I will most definitely be on the Steelers on that one. Yep. I don't blame you there. And we were mentioning this a little bit too. If you do see Lamar Jackson be confirmed in the game, perhaps you see this go a little bit north of four. I don't think that this is going to be approaching like any key numbers or anything like that, but you could be able to get even a little bit more value than four. I mean, say that you have, Yourself a 17-13 game, getting a four and a half instead of a four could make a little bit of a difference as well. So we shall see how that line marinates. And is there any other game for week 17 that just initially is catching your eye, whether it's something that you might fire in on early on in the week or you just want to see how things marinate in general? Well, uh, as far as for betting wise, um, I, I really like uh, at first look, I like the Jags uh, laying only four points against the Texans. Um the they're not good. The Texans aren't going to surprise the Jags this time. They beat them last time, um, so they'll have the full their full attention. And yeah, the Texans have looked better the last few weeks, but this Jag seems on a whole different level. Uh, the only the only reservation that I might have is I'm not sure how much this game even means to Jacksonville as far as winning the division. They just have to beat Tennessee, uh, regardless of the result this week, but. Maybe there's some backdoor ways that they could wild card, and so they have to win. And also, it's a young team. I think they're just they're just out enjoying the fact that they're playing well. So um, I do like them. I'm interested in this Miami New England game. I have a lot of futures on under New England wins, and uh, a lot of things tied to New England losing. So um, I wish that the Dolphins were playing a little bit better for this one because I'm not sure I trust to. Uh, First Belichick right now, but um, I'm a, I'm interested to see this game. I don't really have a take on it right now, but definitely a game I'll be uh, looking to watch on Sunday. Absolutely, and David, always appreciate your time. Happy holidays to you. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you. Happy holidays to you as well. Always great to have David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion aboard. And here's your VEASAN pro tip for this hour, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Something that I talked about towards the top of the hour in terms of college basketball futures. Try to take a look more at long shots and try to hedge from here just because 
you don't have a lot of value towards the top of the board as of right now. And we're going to try some to find some value with the NBA Christmas games now wrapped up here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.